This is Hope FM. Well, we're in Lent and Easter is approaching fast. And I know that one event that, that many of you have been looking forward to uh, over the years has been the Pool Passion Play. But of course, sadly, uh, that has not been possible because of a little thing called COVID. Well, I'm delighted to tell you that uh, the cast have been working feverishly in order to present uh, this year's production, which is taking place at St. Peter's Church in Lower Parkston between the 5th and the 9th of April. Now, I've got a whole host of people that I'm going to be speaking to today, beginning uh, with the right. Uh, and director of this year's production, Anne Balaam. Now, I think I said Balaam at the beginning of the programme. Right. Anne, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you very much. So, so writing and inspiration and, of course, drama, has that been part of your life for a long time? Longer than I care to admit to, actually. But yes, for um, I started at the age of uh, 16 with amateur dramatics, so... Um, mm. I won't say how long that is. But, I'll, I'll um, let you uh, off that. <laughs> We're both in that same boat, actually. <laughs> but, but I mean, nevertheless, I mean, obviously, you know, with experience, and I guess that over the years you've developed more and more experience. Yes, I have. I'm One of the subjects I studied when I was training to be a teacher was drama. And although I was never the drama teacher, I was usually responsible for the school productions and plays. So, And I have, along with my husband, written pantomimes and things in the past and short presentations. And uh, in fact, that's how we met through the Amateur Dramatic Society. So um, we've both had a history of drama over the years. And then when we moved to Poole in 2013, I was looking for an amateur drama group and somebody said, no, no, join the Poole Passion. Ah. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, not only did they say join it, but did they say to, but write it also, Anne? (laughs) (laughs) Not at that stage, no. No. But um, when um, our our lovely uh, playwright and director, Sharon Marori Coyne, decided to to move on, that it was time to uh, start her Vita Nova, um, then... Obviously, we needed a new play and a new director. Mm. And so, although it was open to everybody, um, my play has gone on to be the next play, Footsteps. So this is your debut performance? It is my debut performance. We were almost, almost going to perform it in 2020. I suppose we were about three weeks away from production when the curtain literally fell on everyone. And, I mean, who would have thought two years? It's been unbelievable, hasn't it? We thought, first of all, we'd be postponing it. We decided a year. Mm. That would be fine. Now, obviously, the cast are very, very varied in their their experience Mm -hmm. and so on. Have most of them had dramatic experience, albeit amateur? No, not all of them. I mean, we do have one or two who have professional experience. Uh, the gentleman, uh, Paul Stilwell, who is my Jesus this year, he has worked professionally, as has my um, assistant director. And my stage manager, who also happens to be my daughter, was a professionally trained actress. She no longer acts, but she's my stage manager. But we do have some members like myself and my husband and a few others who have enjoyed amateur dramatics for many years. And this uh, time I'm delighted to say we have some who have never set foot on stage before. Which is great. So even And so we're we're just open to everybody joining. So um yes. So on your opening night hearts will be thumping us and Yes, and w- including whatever. mine. Yes. <laughs> It's always a bit of a worry, the, the opening night, isn't it? The first night and, uh, and whatever. And I guess yes. you, you have several dress rehearsals. We have one major dress rehearsal on the Monday, which will be treated as a performance. So there'll be no stopping or can I do that again or whatever. But um, as from now, cast are able to wear costume if they wish to, mm-hmm. so that they can get used to the feel of it and their footwear and where they'll be. Now, obviously, the Easter story is one which is being told. It's very familiar to so many people. Mm. But, of course, the the task that you would have had Mm. was to bring a freshness, a a different approach Mm. to that. So how how did you set about, you know, in your thinking and then, of course, in your writing to to bring something to the stage which which tells that story but in a different way? Well, that's a good question. And I, I was sitting 
trying to think how can I give a fresh slant to uh, the one of the most well-known stories ever. And I remembered that um, way back in the dim and distant past, um, my husband and I were involved in a play called Cathedral Ten Minutes. And uh, in that play, a group of uh, tourists are dropped by their tour bus and they're given 10 minutes to have a quick look in a cathedral. And um, while then the play morphs into the medieval and you hear how the cathedral was built, there is no interaction between the tourists and it's literally, it starts in the present and then goes back into the past. But I, that set my mind thinking. Hmm. And I suppose the other thing, the other challenge that you would have had as well, not just the retelling of the age-old story, uh, but to tell it in a way that people maybe who have never set foot, for example, in a church, could actually relate to mm, it and, mm. and, and obviously enjoy mm, it, mm. enter into it. Now, you, you've, you've got some mechanisms for that, haven't you? Yes, um, I can't. I won't give away the plot. The, the, I mean, everybody knows with the passion play how how it ends, and there are certain elements that you would never change at all. You can't change its history, but um, it, as you say, it's the way it's told. So I decided to have pilgrims going on a trip to tourists, pilgrims going for um, a trip to Jerusalem. And as their guide takes them around, they start to become involved with 2,000 years ago. It all starts to take place in front of them. Uh, what I will say is that each pilgrim has their own story to tell. They all have a, a background as to why they have come on the trip, which is very personal to the individual. And during the play... Each one will connect with one of the main characters of the passion play. And, of course, that's what happens in real life, mm. uh, you know, isn't it? I, I, mm. I went to Seville for the first time uh, last year and to the magnificent cathedral uh, there where Christopher Columbus, well, a very small part of him is, is buried there. Oh, uh, uh, his son is buried there as well. But it was interesting, really, because all these great cathedrals have a, have a different, multiple stories, actually, mm. uh, to tell of how they came to be and whatever. And I guess that the, 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 the passion in itself, what happened, as you say, happened in history. But of course, the multiple stories that come from from that first Easter, uh, well, they're legion, aren't they? Mm, yes. And so we've tried to touch on several well-known aspects of the um, days leading up towards the end and um, how Jesus came to be and uh, where he was. And we've also... We've got uh, a few children in the play. We've got um, one of the child main characters is a child, and you find out uh, why he's there. Um, as I say, it's it's difficult because I don't want to. I don't want to people to to listen and think. Well, we've heard it all, so we don't need to go and see. It. You do need to come and see it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But um, I'm just trying to think what's. What little snippet, perhaps I could. Uh, you could give away. Well, you could, can think about that. Yes, I will. But but let, let's talk about the cast because mm. how, how many have you got in the cast? There's approximately fifty, more than fifty characters. Some people are playing more than one part. They morph into another character, perhaps towards the end, because obviously some of the parts are tiny, tiny little snippet parts that uh, where a character will come on. For example, um, Jairus pops in and out. So um, the actor playing Jairus, you'll see him later on as, some, as another character. Now, obviously, your first reaction to what you put together, your mm. creative work, mm. Anne, uh, <coughs> your first critics are the cast. Yes. Because they're obviously reading the script. They've got the lowdown on all of us, you know. Mm -hmm. I think Manina may have brought her script with her today. Uh, but the thing is that... Uh, they would have given you a reaction. Mm. What was that reaction like? Was it was it amazing. It really was amazing. Um, the first time we read it through, not with just the cast, but with um, members of the, the family, as we like to think of the Paul Passion. And um, they just enjoyed it. They, they enjoyed the take on it. But the, there is a 
deep, I will tell you that there is a very deep underlying theme of faith. You might say, well, that's obvious, but faith is the underlying theme that goes all the way through and the importance of faith to different people and And how they react. And I suppose there's never been a time... I mean, here we are, out of COVID, and our television screens are filled with the horrors of Ukraine. Mm. And, of course, also those horrors are repeated all over the world. Mm. But for for all of us, it's been a terrible time. For many people, of course, there's been isolation and loneliness and and so on. So I guess that there's never been a better time to bring that story of hope uh, and and of faith, Mm. as you said, to, you know... uh, I do hope so, yes, yes. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the play yet, but I mean, I'm already stimulated by talking to you uh, and, and of course, by, you know, uh, by some of the people that I know are, are participating uh, well, it. the cast is marvellous. Mm. They are a marvellous cast. They've been fantastic to work with. So, and of course, another big, very, very big part is is the social side because when you bring a group of people together, mm. some of them will know each other, others will not. Yes, but there's quite a bit of fun, and there's a, there's a lot of interaction between mm. any cast. You mm. know, uh, has it been particularly special this year? Because obviously, many of your I mean, I, some of your, your your cast obviously are older members, and maybe some of them have had to isolate and, and go all, through all of that. So it's almost like Freedom Day for them. It is. Um, yes, it's it has been difficult because obviously COVID is an ongoing thing. So. Um, I, each week I wait for the text or the, the phone call to say I can't come because um, I've, pest, I've tested uh, positive. positive. So the old lateral so, flow tests yes, have been flowing. Oh, so, yes, so <laughs> there's, um, it's frequently that, that's, that's happened. Um, we're praying, obviously, that it doesn't happen the week of the play. But, um, yes, it, the, the group has really gelled wonderfully. And uh, as you say, there are people who have been used to working with each other uh, people are playing parts that they've never played before so um, p- people who have been perhaps a disciple in a previous one are now playing a high priest or we have a different pilot we have everybody is playing characters that they've never played before so there's a bit of stretch there so for them. Uh, definitely a bit of stretch and um, even um, we have one blind actor who is playing Caiaphas, our, chi- our chief high priest, who is an amazing actor. And uh, he's, he really does show that uh, you shouldn't let something like a disability of blindness stop you from from getting out there and doing it. And very often, you know, people with disability put us to shame, don't they? Absol- he, I mean, he, he's um, the, the, the other ladies here will agree with me. He's an amazing actor. And uh, you might say, well, how on earth does he cope moving around? Well, we, we've, um, we've brought in Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is his personal um, priest who guides him round the church as we, as we move. So, uh, now, it's not only, of course, about acting. It's about, it's about music. It's about singing. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and so, that. so it's a musical production as well. There is music, yes, linking the scenes and sometimes enhancing uh, the the uh, action so uh, we're very lucky to have um, the musical director Richard McLester on board with us for that here I mean he's also um, supervising all the um, special effect lighting that we're going to have to make the play a little bit more immersive for the audience so uh, we're really really lucky he's our musical director as well at St Peter's and um, a few uh, years ago he wrote um, a CD of uh, called The Road to Golgotha and um, a lot of that music or snippets of that music will be featured throughout the play. And is there any singing or is it just musical in, in, uh, you know, interest? Oh, there will be singing. There will be singing. Um, I believe you're going to be playing one of the songs that will be featured in its entirety. Um, through the play, yes. Well, we'll be playing that in a moment. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't I try and get hold of of, of Richard? But in the meantime, yes. uh, let's have uh, some music. Now, yeah, uh, <clears throat> The Lord is My Shepherd, of course, there's many, many verses yes. in the 23rd Psalm. Uh, those who watch The Vicar of Dibley mm-hmm. uh, will be very familiar with the version that we're about to play. But you, you sing this in your church, do we you? We do, are? we do, yes. It's lovely. Uh, so uh, this is by Hard Good All. So let's, let's hear it. 
Well, that's the Lord is my shepherd there, composed, of course, by Hard Goodall. And again, as I said, those of you who listen to the Vicar of Dibley will be very familiar with that version. Well, my very special focus today is on the Pool Passion Play and somebody who uh, I'm not sure whether Anne had to twist, twist his arm or whatever, but she's saying no, she didn't. Anyway, good morning to, to Richard McGlester. Hello, Blair. Good morning. Thanks for having me on air. So has music been sort of integral with your life in in a way, Richard? Were you born singing in the shower or coming out the mother's womb and all of that? (laughs) I'm not too sure how early it started, but um, I reckon in the shower, definitely. Um, My wife, uh, yeah, definitely um, (laughs) can uh, vouch for that. (laughs) Now, now obviously, music has has a wonderful way of, of lifting our spirits. And I was saying to Anne earlier on that there's never been a time whenever we need to be have our spirits lifted and turn to sort of more positive things have you, have you had you been previously involved with some of the previous plays yeah so i started with the pool passion back um i think it was 2009 when the very first passion play started um and the then director sharon um uh, asked me to be involved um, we'd worked together before and uh, she got me into do all the music and it became um, a biannual thing, um, and it's happened every two years since 2009, I believe. Um, and I've been the musical director for it ever since. Um, it's just it's just been something that's it's so unique in terms of what um, it offers. So um, one of the things that I love about the music and the way it is, it gives it gives you um, the opportunity to be very artistic within a very well known um, space uh, and. Uh, you know, play, if you like, and story. So um, I know that one of the original briefs um, of the Pool Passion was to create um, not just a legacy of the story and to tell that story to people, um, the, the Passion of Christ, but it was also about creating a space for artists locally um, to come together and create. And I think that's one of the things that attracted me most to the project. Um, uh, it's, it's been super creative over the years. Um, it's been a, re- a real uh, blessing to be part of it, to be honest. Now, obviously, the, the Easter story, as I said to Anne earlier on, is very, very well known. And Anne has written a piece which, of course, is, is taking a, a different perspective of that age-old story to make it uh, contemporary uh, and so on. Uh, so what was, your, what was your brief in terms of the music? So originally, the brief was to create almost like um, a film soundtrack alongside the play. Um, and that sounded, to me, quite exciting. Um, but it's also got a few technical challenges because uh, when you're dealing with um, in a professional context, uh, it's it's quite easy. You've got lots of um, uh, you know you've got lots of technical support uh, to make that happen. But when you're dealing with um, what is a community p- uh, production, which is what this is, um, you have to uh, you have to be a lot more flexible with the music in order to kind of accommodate for different um, things happening on the night. Um, you know, it's, it's not as 100% maybe as a professional production would be, um, which, which, is, which is really good, actually, because what it does is it gives you, um, it makes you do everything live. Um, so as you go through the play, you're, you're hitting your cues, but you're, you're twisting the music and you're making... Um, you, you obviously can't just play out MP3s. It's, it's very much um, creating a film score on the fly every night, um, and you, you have points that you go to, and it's um, and it's that's really how it's how it's developed. Um, and my background is in live performance and, and making electronic music uh, work alongside that. That's really where this is kind of coming to its own, uh, because I can sit, simply set up um, almost like an orchestra. Uh, to go with the um, with the play, and then as things happen, different instruments will come in, different pieces of music will float in uh, and fade out. Um, if somebody's a bit quiet um, on the second night, then you can taper it down a bit. Um, if all of a sudden something needs to happen, the music needs to rise up to the occasion a bit more than it did the previous night, you can you can do that. So that that's kind of um, uh, the brief really. So in, in the very real sense that the music knits the production together and, and it is actually almost as important as the actors themselves. I, I think so. I think, um, I think the whole thing works together um, in my mind. I'm a very, um, although I'm obviously a musical background, I'm very visual in the way that I put things together. And when you've got, when you've got the visual elements of the actors 
and you've got the lighting um, working together to create that kind of space, the music then provides the, the emotional underpinning of everything. And then it all comes together and one can't work without the other. So if you don't get the music quite right, then it doesn't quite work. But if you don't get the acting quite right, then the music doesn't quite work either. So it's very much um, it's working together as a, a one team in the production. Really. Now, I don't think you're going to have an orchestra there, but you've said, is the music all pre-recorded? But obviously, as you say, it's the bringing of it in and the, uh, the, the mixing of it, which is all important. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is, this is a really interesting question because I think um, from the audience perception, it will probably look a bit like it's pre-recorded, but it absolutely isn't. It's um, 100% live. Um, I might use some samples from the Road to Golgotha, which is um, what, uh, some of the recordings that um, I did um, a few years back. But I would have said 80 to 80, 80 to 90% of it will be played live. So I'll be using real string samples from... Uh, there'll be synth sample, you know, using synth. I'll have a, I'll have it all set out. So um, I basically, I can bring in all the different instruments at the same time. So it's will, something that over the last few years I've been working a lot on. So will the orchestra consist of yourself then, with a very special technological instrument, or will there be somebody else joining you? No, so it w- will just be me. Um, uh, so yeah, I'll have. Um, I think I've got two keyboards. Um, and then a big framework. I, I use um, a production suite called Ableton Live as, as the core of the project. And everything just fits through that. So I think there's about 30 different channels on that, all different instruments, um, which will come together. And I can bring each one in at a different time and I can uh, switch and play different sounds um, as I go through and layer them up um, as the production progresses or, or bring them in as I want, really. Now, obviously, it's not just the music that you be, you're putting together. You're going to be a busy man for all the nights of the production. But, of course, you're also taking responsibility for, for lighting and some of the production, stage production elements of it uh, as well. So you'll, you'll have to have your mind pretty clear, Richard, to handle all that lot. Um, yeah, apparently this is something that we've, we've been able to do. So um, uh, over the last few years, basically, we've built up within our production company the ability to do... Uh, the music, the lighting, and then the projections and visuals together as as one piece. Um, so w- we did it in Salisbury Cathedral um, about four years ago, I think, um, and uh, we've kind of taken it ever, ever since. Um, it, it's it's something that we specialise in at, at Conical Sphere, and um, with myself as an artist, um, yeah, it's basically been a five-year project to bring it all together. Uh, so I'm quite excited to kind of um, to do this for the Passion Play really this year. It's um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a very exciting thing for us to do. I said to Anne that uh, that your first audience, of course, have been the cast uh, themselves, because obviously they will now have heard uh, some of the uh, of the music and seen how it fits into the production. Uh, have you been encouraged by their reaction to it all? Um, I have actually. Um, I, I, um, the, uh, over the years, the Passion Play has been a, a super community to be part of. Really, they're always very encouraging. Um, there's always a really good energy. Whenever I've been down to rehearsals, I've always had, um, you know, a, a lot of positive um, uh, feedback. And uh, it's, it's just been really friendly, actually. So um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them all again. And um, uh, yeah, I popped down a couple of weeks ago and it looked like it was all going great guns, uh, to be honest. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's definitely a really cool thing to be part of. Now, Richard, when you're not working on Passion Play, uh, are, you, are you working on other, lots of other musical projects at any one time? Um, yeah, so um, what we're doing at the moment, um, since lockdown um, began, we turned to live streaming, which I know a lot of musicians did. Um, and we uh, basically took it uh, <laughs> to quite um, a ridiculous degree in that we decided that we wanted to go and live stream uh, from anywhere. So we've been all over Dorset, um, out in the countryside, um, doing productions. And then um, last year, we went over to the Deep in Hull, to the, the iconic aquarium there. And um, we're talking with them about going back and doing um, another live stream production from their aquarium uh, this year. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, that that's, uh, yeah, really spectacular. And um, look, again, it goes with the, lo- the whole idea of this um, live performance. I, I guess we, we specialize really in in doing uh, live performances in possibly unique locations that you wouldn't expect to find um, that kind of performance in, which is kind of why we bolt in with the Passion Play, because um, we can go to St. Peter's Church in Parkstone and, and turn it into quite a spectacular stage setup. 
um, which I don't think you would normally be able to do, really, at, at the kind of level that we're, de- we're dealing with. Well, now, uh, there's one song uh, in the production uh, this year which uh, Anne says is, is her favourite piece that you have written called We Have Fallen uh, uh, off the, Over the Edge of the World. Uh, tell us a wee bit about, about this song and, uh, and your inspiration behind it. OK, sure. So this song was... Um, when I wrote The Road to Golgotha, which was the soundtrack to The Passion of Christ, what I didn't want it to do was I didn't want it to tell the story in... Um, in the way that you might, you know, on just one single level. Um, I wanted people to be able to read into it and um, explore the themes within it. And when we got to the end of the crucifixion, I definitely remember having this kind of vision of um, Mary, the mother of Christ, um, taking her son off the cross um, and really coming at it from that kind of point of view. And it felt to me like, um, obviously, there's a lot of grief in that moment, and I wondered what Mary might be thinking um, at the time. And the phrase, we've fallen over the edge of the world, seemed to come up. Um, and that was really where I took the basis for the song from. Um, but then I wanted it to become more of a theme of, that could apply to anyone. Because it's, I, feel, I feel like the, the whole idea of the passion is something that applies to different people in where they are at. Um, it's not just something that means one thing at um, all, all, uh, the same all the time. So the idea of falling over the edge of the world is really something that I thought might speak to um, us as individuals and, and to different people. And I feel like it, to be honest, it seems to have come back around. I mean, with things like um, you know the war in Ukraine at the moment, it seems to be very poignant. I've, I've been surprised at how well that theme has kind of held up um, over, over the years, certainly with it started with COVID, but yes, yeah, certainly in, in recent weeks with what, what seems to be very, you know, very um, sad and desperate times for a lot of people in the world. Um, I feel like that concept seems to yeah, still hold up. Well, Richard, thank you so much for joining me on the air. And obviously, uh, thank you for all the hard work that you've been doing to make the Pool uh, Passion Play uh, come alive uh, this year. And I'm sure it will be very well received. But let's listen to that special song, uh, We Have Fallen Over the Edge uh, of the World. Ninety point one Hope FM and HopeFM.com. Well, my uh, my special guests today are all participating in one way or another uh, in the pool. Passion play, and I've now got Mary Magdalene uh, in the studio. Now, Mary has not been resurrected from biblical times. Uh, this is the actress uh, who is who's playing her. Uh, her name is Menina Trickett. Good morning, Menina. Good morning. So, the acting side of things and the pool passion, you've been involved with the play for, for a few years now, haven't you? I think 2012 was my first one. I came in on scene quite late, that particular play, because I was working at the college and this uh, this other um, person who worked there says, oh, I'm just dashing off to rehearsal a pool passion play. My ears pricked up because I have done acting in the past with Wimborne Drama Group and the Broadstone Players years ago. So I got really excited and uh, went along. So I was just a woman at that time, I think I had two lines. And then after that, I, w- I was Ruth and Veronica and different different ones. And, uh, and so here how, I am. How, how do you cope then with uh, going in and out of character, as it were? I, 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 just, I just love acting so much. I really do. And I, I love the Paul Passion players and the Paul Passion players. Um, so, yeah, it's absolutely great. Now, this year, of course, you've, you've got a new writer, new director in Anne, who we just heard from. And, uh, and you're not allowed to give any of the, the details away, you know, uh, because obviously we want, we want you all to go and see the, the play, which is going to be really, really great. But, but overall, what, what, have you, what was your first feeling when you read the script? And, of course, now you'll have, you'll have been in rehearsal and so on with other members of the cast. Is it? Uh, how would you describe the experience? Oh, I, I just think it's absolutely wonderful. I, I just I think the play is absolutely brilliant, and my husband John, who you know, um, he thinks it's absolutely brilliant as well. 
and to play the part of Mary Magdalene is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Now, of course, to play the, Mary Magdalene, I mean, that, that's a very special role, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because, of course, she was a, a woman of ill repute, mm-hmm. uh, who, who, of course, uh, and of course, in the context of her day, you know, uh, women were, weren't very well, you know, respected respected in a sense they were you know they were they walked behind the men and all that sort of thing so so with Mary Magdalene being a woman of ill repute and also you know uh, you know with the, the whole thing about women in biblical times it's a hard hard act to play and of course it was love that changed her uh, uh, in in the current play uh, presumably you have your your scene with Jesus oh yes but without giving us anything away, what, were you, what was your feelings like? You, you know, the Menina feelings as opposed to the Mary Magdalene feelings in playing that 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 role. Um, I I've, I just think Mary Magdalene is absolutely fascinating, and I mean, because Jesus changed her life so completely that she just wanted to be close to him all the time. And so when she sees sees what happens to him, she's absolutely so distraught, and and I love. Um, acting where you can really portray your emotions in you, you, you look into that character and you live and breathe that character now one of the things of course that you said that helped your emotions was the song that we played earlier mm. on uh, that Richard uh, wrote you know we have fallen over the edge uh, uh, of the world um, ha- have you rehearsed with the song uh, playing yet um but we're going to we haven't yeah. yet but obviously you heard it this morning yes so do you do you, do you think that because it's obviously a very moving song mm. uh, do you think that will help you to get those emotions because obviously to find the tears and to find the right expression for an act- actress in this case is quite a challenge well I'm quite an emotional person anyway which God uses for, for good um, and um, so obviously you know you, you get so into the character of portraying it that, that you do cry but to hear a song like that as well it just really makes it even more so now obviously uh, the the Easter story is not a, sor- a story of just sadness. No. I guess the disciples, Mary Magdalene herself, they, they didn't quite get it, did they? You know. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, Easter Day comes, and I, I know that the Passion Play doesn't finish at the cross; it goes on to the resurrection, and that f- first sighting of Jesus uh, that that must have been uh, a wonderful scene to play. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful because it's oh, it's just fantastic. I just can't think of enough words to say because you go and you see that the tomb's empty and and you just want to tell the whole world he's alive he's alive you know it's just and the emotional of it all is it's just amazing now you've been uh, you're part of a cast of 15 menina and uh, I, I guess that you must have made some new friends over these last in fact when did you all start rehearsing September. yes it was september Mm. And what's it been like? Because obviously escaping from COVID and all of that and not being able to do anything really for a couple of years, I mean, it must have seemed like Freedom Day for everyone. Mm. Well, you're constantly praying, you know, praying that, that, that God will keep you free from COVID, you know. And it's just wonderful. I mean, some some of the members of the cast, obviously, I've known for quite a few years. And then you get new people as well. And it's lovely to welcome them into. It's like part of a family. Mm. Now, as well as that, there's your personal faith, and I, I know that you're a woman of faith. But but obviously, our faith grows and deepens. Mm. Being part of the project, which is the pool, uh, the, the pool passion, has that helped to develop your faith even further? Oh, it does all the time because when when you're 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 playing your 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 biblical character, it, it brings the story even more alive, and so obviously it it, it boosts your faith. Mm. And the, of course, the music side—you've yet to experience having you in full rehearsal, really. But a way, mm. I guess, that also that will help in terms of to lift the the the, the acting and so mm. on. No, most definitely. It's been a big commitment, though, hasn't it? Uh, so, uh, starting in September, did you say, and then uh, right mm. to now, and and how many times a week are you rehearsing? Uh, well, it's, it's two now. But, but when you think that we were rehearsing for, for 2020, so I've been Mary Magdalene for a long time. <laughs> I'm just so pleased that I can still get the chance to do it. <laughs> now, people listening, 
be thinking, should I, shouldn't I book for the show? Uh, you, you have a free audience now. Uh, why, why should they book to go and see this show? Because it is just an absolutely brilliant play, beautifully written, and it, it, it sort of brings a sort of um, a present day into it as well, because you've got the pilgrims and the tourists who are going to Jerusalem um, for whatever reason, lots of different reasons. They meet the tour guide, and then they, they as, as he starts to tell them um, the story, um, then, then they suddenly find they're transported back in time. And they find that they've often got a, a, a sort of a link with with the biblical characters. Now, obviously, going back to the character of of Mary Magdalene herself, it, it was really love. It must have been amazing mm-hmm. because she she would have been very conscious of of her own sin, and I guess that that's that's the, the challenging role that you have to play. You know, somebody, mm-hmm. but then she, here she is faced with with the Lord Jesus. And and God Himself, and and I guess that the whole story is one of love and change, real hope for people who say, "I'm not good enough for God," you know, and and whatever. Of course, Mary Magdalene flies in the face of that and says, "Well, actually, you know, we, we all have sinned," and uh, and Mary Magdalene was very conscious of her sin of prostitution, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. But actually. She's affirmed by Jesus. That's a wonderful role to play, isn't it? Oh, it's uh, it's absolutely amazing because basically he changed her life completely. And Paul, who's playing Jesus, when he comes along and sort of holds our hands and and the look of love in his eyes, because he's such a brilliant actor, you know, and you just sort of gaze up into his eyes like you're gazing into the face of Jesus. And it's just... Oh, it's mind-blowing. Well, I think that this song will underline what you've just said. It is My Song is Love, un- unknown uh, from the choir of King's College, Cambridge. So let's, let's enjoy this piece of music. Well, my song is love unknown there, that uh, that wonderful hymn there. And, of course, expressing that it's love that changes lives. Uh, Easter is the greatest love story uh, ever told through pain and sacrifice, of course, of our Lord Jesus Christ. But then bursting uh, forth in resurrection, giving the promise that as he rose from the dead, so every believer in him would be doing the same. That's the story behind the pool passion, although, of course, it's told in a, in a very contemporary and a very uh, exciting way. Now, I'm pleased now to welcome Sam, uh, who is uh, who is a tourist, alias, of course, uh, uh, Beryl. So, so how did you come to be involved, Beryl? Uh, not this passion play, but the previous one, which was quite a long time ago now, it seems. Somebody suggested that had seen me doing odd bits in church that I go along and audition. And I did, and they accepted me. So I was very fortunate that I was able to take part in the previous play, which was Through the Eyes of a Child, and came along for footsteps and was accepted again. Now, your very first experience, can you can you remember that first uh, passion uh, play? It's a bit long ago now, yeah. isn't it? And all that, all that, all that. But um, what was it like to be part of, 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 of a cast telling such a positive story? Well, I, I've always wanted to go to Oberammergau. Um, never course, managed. It's this year. To, it's this year. Yes, isn't it? yeah. never managed to do it. So taking part in Paul Passion Play was the next best thing. Yeah, and of and course, yeah, it is. And uh, were, were you nervous? Cause you said you'd done bits and pieces of acting before. Yes, I was nervous because. Most of what I've done before was some of it I'd written, but they were very short skits I was going to say Mm, Uh, two or three minutes five minutes at the most and to take part in something that was two hours plus long with so many other people and telling such a wonderful story was daunting did you find that your your confidence in you know in being part of it all and and playing a role did did it help your confidence to blossom oh yes and the, the the cast both the last time and this time, are so supportive of you. It's a term I don't like particularly because it it sounds a little bit forced, but they we, we'd all try to support each other 
And well, I don't think it's forced at all because yeah. I, I think that we've been we have undoubtedly been through the most difficult and challenging mm. time and whatever. And of course, you know, there's there's such negativity on the television. I think just to switch it on depresses you, doesn't it? Because of what's happening in the world. So it seems that being part of such an exciting project, mm. you know, like Footsteps, yes. is, is great, isn't it? Oh, it's it's an absolutely magnificent play. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> um, <laughs> It tells an age-old story in a wonderfully new way and shows that no matter where we come from, no matter how we feel, there is something in the story of Jesus for everyone. Now, we talked to Menina about being Mary Magdalene, of course, uh, right at the centre, but of course you're playing a completely different character. You're playing Sam, who is a tourist. I'm a tourist. I'm cross. I'm angry, I'm spiky, I'm a bit rude at times, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not a particularly nice person. In the play? In the play. All about outside the play? I don't think I'm like Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm certainly not cross and angry in the way he is. She is cross and angry. So with that not being your natural self, where where have you taken your inspiration to be cross and angry from? I've tried to put myself in the position that Sam is in and how would I react to that position if I didn't know Jesus? And that's what I've tried to do. So uh, an angry Sam encounters in, encounters Jesus in, in a different way because you're, you're, you're a tourist and you're... We're not allowed to say too. Anne's looking at me now, so I'm not allowed to say too much about the, the about the actual script itself. But uh, but as it all as it all pans out, because you don't stay angry, do you? Sorry, you don't stay angry. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you see, Anne, you've got them well trained, haven't you? <laughs> I have, I yeah. have. But um, she's not she's not an unlikable character. You will only feel mm. sympathy for her. But but audience, uh, I suppose identification is really really mm. important, and you've just said it really because you're you're sort of stepping into the shoes. There's a lot of angry, perplexed people around at the moment, and let's be honest about it, justifiably so. You know, people have been well to hell and back, some of them, you know, uh, and they're still going through it. So I guess that that to portray that is very very important. It's very important. It, it's important because it shows that you, you don't have to be a, a, a good person for Jesus to love you because he loves everybody. And that is what we're trying to show. Can you remember the uh, the audience reaction a few years ago when you did your first play? I mean, obviously, I can't ask you about audience mm. reaction now because we we haven't started yet. <laughs> you haven't started yet. But, um, uh, but but that first time telling the Easter story as you did uh, in that first mm. passion play that you participated in, were you surprised at the at the a the people who came because you had a mixed audience, don't you? Yes. Uh, no, I don't think I was surprised. I was. It was what I'd hoped for, because I've, I've always felt that if you want to tell a story that a lot of people know, although you were talking about the real Easter egg and the manufacturers at one point, somebody said to them, well, what's Jesus got to do with Easter? Um, if you can dramatise a story, people are more likely to remember it than if you just tell it. That's why I've, I've done so much within the church, just telling very simple stories or possibly more complicated stories in a very simple manner because that way it's, people are more likely to remember it if they've actually seen it than if, if you just read it to them or if they've just read it themselves. And I think it's a way of getting the the bible story out amongst the community now obviously we we take for granted those of us who've been in church and exposed to christian things i mean I, here i am talking about that well-known story of easter but of course it's, in, it's interesting isn't it even in our contemporary society that there are 
many people, m- many children and young people and, and people of all ages who actually don't know that story. No. Does that surprise you in this technological it, age? It doesn't surprise me, but it makes me very sad because I was lucky that I grew up in a time when you still had Bible stories told you in school right the way through to A-levels, which doesn't happen now. Well, I suppose it does happen in some of the church-related schools, but, yes. but you know, but but you mean in the state education, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it is. But do you think that then that, that that sets the scene really for because if people don't know a story of hope and the, a story of love, essentially, uh, then it, there's never been a better time to tell it, has there? Oh, exactly. And if people say to me, you know, where is your God? They said it to me during COVID. And my answer was always, he sat holding the hand of the person that's dying. He's putting his arm around the the nurse that's absolutely shattered at the end of a, a shift. Um, God is there in the midst of it. Mm. And that's a very important thing, because in a way, we are the arms and the feet, the face uh, of Jesus himself, you know, who who empowers us to do things. And I guess that in a way, all of you who are participating in the play, you're, you're like, uh, I suppose that it's whenever the Holy Spirit touches what you're doing, mm. that makes it very, very special. Yes. Uh, the very special part is that there are people who are taking part in the play who don't know Jesus in the way that I do. And I hope that they too will, will find that Jesus in 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 the play and take that Jesus away with them afterwards. It's interesting that, isn't it? Because, I mean, why, why do you think that people who maybe don't embrace the, the, that faith that this, the play mm. is telling actually want to be part of it? I think because they recognise that it's a good story to tell, it's got a happy ending, but also this particular play is very well written. So back to Anne again. Back to Anne again, yes. <laughs> and how, I mean, obviously you, you, you're still in rehearsal and so on. So the, the so the folk in question have 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 you been watching them and, and and getting to know them better? Have you been encouraged by their reaction? Yes. Yeah. Everybody wants. They want to do the best that they can because the characters are so. They're so real. They are real. Most of them are dead, but they're real. Absolutely. You know, particularly people like like Judas, you know, who goes through an awful torment. Do you have a favourite character in the in the play? Maybe you're not playing that character, but do you have a favourite one? Is that oh, a difficult question? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't thought of that. Um, I like the tourist who reacts to to Judas and I like the the way that they react you know with each other and possibly Herod because he's such a tormented character but it's interesting isn't it though that these characters though reflect us as individuals don't we and I guess that all of us who may go along and we'll be identifying we say that's me you know know, that in in your case Sam that Sam is me because I'm not a very nice person Uh, or or maybe Mary Magdalene who you know who everyone said you know was a woman of ill repute but you but I guess that one of the things about acting and drama is that you're touching people and reflecting real life yes because the Bible is about real life. Mm-hmm. It's not just a theology. It's about real people who know and love a real God. Shall we have some music? Yes, please. It, it was Andrew Lloyd Webber's birthday on Tuesday. Oh. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, this particular uh, piece, uh, Pie Jesus, uh, sung by Sarah Brightman, mm-hmm. uh, will be familiar to many of you. So I- enjoy it.
Well, today all of my guests are participating in one way or another in the pool passion play. And I better just give you some uh, info. Uh, you might want to get a pen nearby because I will give you this again towards the end of the programme. But the play uh, is running uh, between the 5th and the 9th of, uh, of April. It's going to be at St Peter's Church, Lower Parkstone Road, Pool. Uh, and if you want to get a ticket, uh, and I do recommend you go and uh, get one soon. Can I just reassure you that the, 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 the audience are going to be fairly small in number, not packing people in for obvious reasons. So there is a sensitivity there to to all things COVID. So you're not going to be walking in with those hundreds and thousands of people. I think I think Anne, you said the audience is restricted to about a hundred people each yes. night. Yeah. So because of that, of course, that means that there are fewer seats so you want to get your ticket uh, as soon as you can now the the telephone number to the ticket hotline is 075 988 26145 let me give you that again 075 988 26145 now i will give you that again so have your if you if you weren't ready have a pen nearby and I'll give it to you again. Now, if you want a book online, you can do that. And it's uh, it's www.poolpassion.com forward slash play forward slash tickets. So that's how you can get your tickets. Uh, and also there's a YouTube uh, channel that you can go and have a look at. Um, I'm not sure. And does that give a wee bit of a preview of the YouTube? On the YouTube at the moment, there are um, last Easter, four of us, did um, sort of through the eyes of Mary, through the eyes of Pilate, Judas and Jesus. So you'll see as though it's there being interviewed and talking about their memories of what happened. So you'll get a flavour, but obviously not. it's not part of the play, but you will see snippets of previous plays. So if people want to see, you know, is it going to be good? Yes, you'll see that uh, snippets from... uh, our, our previous, previous plays, plays yeah. yes so if you want to have a look and check that out just uh, go to your youtube channel and just type in there the pool passion play and i'm quite sure actually that if you if you google pool passion play it'll bring these things up uh, as well but i will give you that information again before the end of the program today uh, so that you can get ready for that. Uh, now, uh, I've, I've talked to quite a number of the cast members and now I've got uh, another one. Uh, this, uh, June welcomes me, but you're, you're not June uh, in, the, in the play. You're somebody called Ruth. I am Ruth, yes. So, so who is Ruth then? Ruth is a follower of Jesus and she is a friend of um, his mother, Mary, and, uh, and Jesus himself. And she follows him everywhere. Now, how did you come to be involved? Because everybody's got, I've been fascinated how you all come to be involved, you know, in the cast and so on and being involved. What's your story then? Well, uh, my story is um, I was a taxi driver for my granddaughter. So she was in the play, I think, from 2014. And um, she obviously had to be delivered and picked up afterwards. So I ended up by staying and helping make teas and coffees. And then, as happens, oh, would you like to be one of the women, not a speaking part? So I said, yes, that's fine. And then the following two years, I was a servant girl and I had a few lines. And, 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 and it goes on, you know, so you just get... So, very, so very the moral involved. of the story is don't go along and make coffee. Uh, right. Otherwise, <laughs> you two will be dragged in. Into the passion play. <laughs> and I can see that you're very good at twisting people's arms and, you know, and, and saying, oh, you'd be perfect for that role, you know. <laughs> anyway, I suppose the thought of being up front, because there's a lot of people who, you know, <clears throat> they, 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 they get very fearful about that. Did, it was quite frightening at first. But everybody's so welcoming and lovely people and you just go along with it and it just happens. And as someone said to me, I think the curate from the church, from St Peter's, where I worship, and he said, what's it like, June? Um, Is it sort of like Amdram? And I said, yes, rehearsals are, but the performances are very spiritual. It's a real spiritual feeling And a friend of mine said to me, she came one night and she said, how do you cope with five nights of of the emotion? 
and it's something that you do you do have to cope with. Well, you know, my next question is, uh, how do you cope <laughs> with five nights? And it is high emotion, isn't it? It is very, very high emotion. Um, even during rehearsals, um, I think, as, as uh, Menina said, when Jesus walks down and touches your hands and gazes into your eyes, it's sort of like a weird, weird feeling takes over. It's very, very emotional. So you become, you you are that character for that moment? Yes, you mm. are. Well, tell us a wee bit about your character. Now, we've heard from a very angry person. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it doesn't look an angry person at all, actually. So you wouldn't say boo to goose, you know, uh, uh, in real life, you know. But what's your character like? My character is young, much younger than me, and um, full of life and um, happy-go-lucky and wants to be involved let it all hang out sort of person yes yes. up for the moment yes definitely and a joy to play really yeah and uh, i suppose that 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 is because because there's a lot of people like that aren't they they're just on board and happy to be on board Mm, absolutely yes (laughs) yes ruth is there she's in the moment she loves it (laughs) (laughs) so when you've played that character because obviously uh, I know that that a lot of actors and actresses sometimes they really struggle to step out of character well to step into character and then of course to step out of of character and I guess it's Anne's role to help help you stand into character as you she's been doing some coaching even through the programme today you know Uh, she'll probably be saying to me now Blair you could do this to your presenting skills and uh, (laughs) (laughs) but but it it is quite a strange thing isn't it It because one minute you know in this case you're San, the next minute you're June. Mm. It is, it is, it's very strange. Um, it's not so much during rehearsals, but definitely once, you know, we get to the dress rehearsal, from that minute onwards you become the person. What has helped you to get into character? As you know, I mean, obviously you've had months now where you've, you've been practising and you've been getting into character and you've been, you've been rehearsing. Uh, are there any things that have helped you? Well, your other cast members, you sort of, you know, you play off of them. Um, That makes all the difference. Mm. Um, And, oh, it's just the the whole sort of atmosphere. Um, And also once you get into costume, which will help a lot, Mm. um, which will probably be for me next week. So the time is kind of drawing very close, isn't it? Very close. This is great. And I mean, is it like liberation for you? Because I mean, what what was COVID like for you and the family over these last couple of years? Oh, very much lockdown. Um, my family, my son and daughter-in-law and two grandchildren, one of the grandchildren was in, in one of the plays. Um, they live with me. And obviously lockdown, we were all together all the time. So you had company. Yes. So that was great but not great in in other ways. You know, sometimes a bit of peace and quiet Mm. is called for. (laughs) I know the feeling, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, obviously, right at the beginning of today, we talked about the cast, and I guess you're like a little community now, uh, you know. We're we're uh, a family. Yeah, that's an even better word, uh, Mm. you know, know, a a family. And it's it's even great to hear that, I guess, that you're all at different levels of your spiritual development. And there may be some people who quite honestly would say they're not quite there yet. But but all gelling together. Yes, definitely. And also, for me, St Peter's is home. I that's was, where you worship. That's where I worship. Yeah. Um, I was baptised there when I was 12 weeks old, and I am not prepared to say how long ago that was. Just a few years. But a just long like, time. It's like as it was yesterday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So um, I feel at home in St Peter's mm. anyway. It's beautiful. But let's talk about the age thing. I'm not going to ask how old anybody is. But, but actually, in a way, age doesn't matter, does it? Because I, because I remember even my great-grandmother in her 90s saying to me that she felt like she was 16. It was just that she said that her body just didn't quite function. But, <laughs> but, but when, it comes, when it comes to getting involved and doing things, uh, I think, don't you, and I don't know whether you find this, and I should ask the others this as well, and I will do in a minute, but, uh, but it keeps you young, doesn't it? It, it gives you a purpose. And, and actually, even you know, at a mature age, we, we can all discover skills that we didn't know that we had. Absolutely. I mean... I'm so involved with all sorts of different things at the church. Passion play is one of them. And I really, really miss it. The last night after it's finished and there are people in the play that don't worship at St Peter's and I miss them terribly afterwards. 
Yeah, so again, coming from to all churches, and some of them not in church at all, which, mm-hmm. which, which is great. But it's, it's like a little micro, microcosm of life, isn't it? Because every day we're mixing with people of faith, of no faith, of you know, of other faiths, and so on. It's it's like, and I guess it, it, it you know, when you when you're closely related to people, it helps you to relate. You know, when you step out into the community, have you found that? Definitely, yes, yes, yeah. We we do all sorts of different things. Um, outreach from St Peter's and uh, I, I think oh it just it gives you reasons for carrying on with life and enjoying life now for that couple of hours of the show of course uh, I don't know where you'll be not in St Peter's you'll be physically in St Peter's mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm told that the place is going to be transformed through the wonders of technology and lighting mm-hmm. uh, and special effects and all of that sort of thing which is Richard's sort of for so you'll not you'll be there but you'll be somewhere else in Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I think yeah mm-hmm. uh, so the, uh, and I guess you haven't quite experienced that yet because you you wouldn't have had the full rehearsal yet but approaching fast Anne is it yes it is approaching fast um, Richard and uh, myself and my, my daughter who's the stage manager we've had quite a few meetings and it's all coming along very nicely and I think the cast will be really really excited but of course I have to could I just say this would not be happening if it wasn't for the amazing support that we're having from the rector of St Peter's um, Mike Trotman he has been amazing and is just allowing us and encouraging us to bring this all to fruition. And I guess that, that Mike would have seen the importance of reaching out to the community. I mean, these days so many churches are doing that. Yes, aren't they, he's, he's great at that. And, and of course yeah. you're, you're part of that, uh, June, aren't you, on an ongoing basis. Shall we have some music? Yes. Uh, now th- this one, of course. Uh, I mean, the, the, there's one song, of course, uh, which I, I guess is very familiar to us. Uh, Chris Tomlin sings it in a slightly different style, and that, of course, is is Amazing Grace because it's the it's the transformation that that takes place whenever you come to stand face to face with Jesus, or even come to know something of what His nature and character is like. This is Hope FM.